Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Well, 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 what have we here? I thought I smelled Jovan Musk. Hello, Patrick. What do we say, boys? What do we say? You, uh, Pat, you more of an Old Spice guy, Jovan Musk, or Brute 33? Ooh. Uh, I, I recollect having Old Spice uh, in the old medicine cabinet. Yep. Um, Dracar Noir, I bet you were a Dracar guy. Yeah. I Dracar love that. was when I, yeah. I love that yeah. clean scent. I uh I brought a bottle of that home one day and I was told that I was not to wear that. But oh. I thought it just was good nostalgia. I liked your car back in the day. It smelled like soap. Some... It smelled like liquid soap to me. Your car just has a super oh, clean scent. Good. I love it. I was a brute and guy. I, fr- I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. are. Well, those strong. were when you were too young and you didn't buy your own cologne and you just used what was in, you know, what your father used or your grandfather had. Absolutely. I, I, and... I stole many, many bottles of Pete's cologne back in the day. Right, right. And then I went from uh, Dracar to Polo and then Polo to Polo Sport. Mm. And uh, quite frankly, right now, I'm an Aqua de Jo guy. Love it. Oh. Uh, I don't think you can get me off of it. Aqua, Matter of fact, Aqua de Jo is a very clean scent. Yeah, it's got a pretty good uh, retention rate. It's like heroin. It's hard to get off it once you get on it. It really is. <laughs> the thing about it is, you know, I had an obsession phase, Pat. I had a uh, eternity Ooh. phase. I was a big CK1 guy. That got me through a good two years of college. So, yeah, I had some different uh, scents over the years for sure. What about cool water? I never did cool water but, by Davidoff. I never did try it, but I'm aware of it. And it's another good clean scent. I like I like a good clean scent. I like more of a clean, fresh scent in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And in the wintertime, I like a little more. Um, Mus- heavy musk? Yeah, maybe a little more musky, maybe a little richer, maybe a little bit of a warmer scent. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Wes well, is like, this is way too too strategic to me. I just found out what Whitewater you, Tavern was this morning. <laughs> do you wear cologne now? No, I don't. Uh, Body spray? Very nice no, no, nothing? No, my girlfriend actually mentioned that to me the other day. She's like, uh, you, you don't wear cologne. I'm like, no, but I would if I had something I liked. Huh. So he, she can buy me something. We'll see. Do you wear cologne, Wes? Just a body spray. Okay. Axe? No, <laughs> it's something... Allison Something else about, yeah. of course. She dresses him. She she body sprays him. You? No. <laughs> Didn't figure. Not a big smell guy. I don't. I don't like the smells on me. I like a good cologne. I don't like to douse myself in it, but uh, I like a touch. You have to be afraid though. You do have to be afraid because you know there are many people. I'm sure we all know in our past where a smell is attached to this person. Yes. You know, I had a. Yeah. Like a like a high school teacher, where you just he had you know whether it was his aftershave, his cologne, whatever, his spray, and it, if it's good, then it's good. But if it's something you go, oh geez, then you know you're gonna be careful if you're gonna be a yeah. strong smelling person. You do because I mean he left that sun on your pillow for weeks, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
pillowcase. Yeah. It's some very relaxed study sessions back in the day, back in ever. That was pretty standard procedure back in the day, though. No big deal. Anyway, yeah, we had to get comfortable to learn. We all know that. All right, listen, I was I, Pat. Listen, I was I was really talking you up earlier. Okay, you are a bit of a. Uh, I mean, I give you a hard time because you've said some far fetched things. Many of them came out to be true. You are a guy. That is a uh, you're a truth teller. You're a soothsayer. You're a clairvoyant, if you will. You're a guy that definitely can see through the BS, <laughs> cut to the chase, and get to the answers. So, Pat, that's what I need here. We got Orr versus Tui shaping up. It is the unfortunate end to a feel good story. It has become a feel bad story. It has become a feel fake story. It has become <laughs> a feel uh, disingenuous story, Pat. And we don't like it. We're upset about it, but we also have to address the gigantic stinky, fake-ass elephant in the room. So, Pat Bradley, get to the bottom of it. You going Team <laughs> Tui or Team Orr? Where you at on this story? I, I know, I know. So, I'm, of course, like 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 many of us, we were Team Orr when the first story came out. Then I was listening to you guys talk about Team Tui. Um, and I got to tell you, what he said made a lot of sense. Here's, I'm left with most questions. Right here, this is day two. I believe, of learning about all this business. Yeah, correct. Um, so if it is truly about money, and I saw that Tui Jr., the Junior Junior Tui, uh, had said that, it, you know, they all, including Orr, split $14,000 for the book. No, no, no. Uh, they each got 14000 Was what? Right. What, each what, got yeah, 14. each got fourteen. Yeah. Each got fourteen. Um, so, you know, if it is truly about money, um, I want to know, and they said they made seventy, eighty thousand from the film. I think that's what he said. Who knows? Uh, my other question is, when did Tui sell his restaurant chain for two hundred million? Well, was that something that recently happened, or that happened like ten years ago? Just to clarify, first of all, they were making it, making plenty of money because they had. Mo- if you can sell them for two hundred million, they're turning a pretty good profit while right. you own them too. So they were making plenty of money. First of all, he sure as hell didn't need fourteen grand, and neither did his wife. Second piece of that is he claims they didn't get a dime off the movie, except for the seventy grand that they split, fourteen grand apiece, from the the guy who wrote the book. Uh, and right. he sold the rights. And also, by the way, Pat, talk about all-time bad business deals. The guy sold the rights to the book for 140000 allegedly, mm-hmm. for a movie that made over $30 million. Pretty bad deal for him. $300 million. Yeah, $300 million. Oh, $300 million. Yeah, okay. Yeah, really bad deal, then. Really bad deal. Yeah. So, so I guess my question is, um, if, and this is one of the stories that I like, because you can find out all of this stuff. There's court documents that actually say if everybody knew what was going on. There's documentation. It's not a he said, she said thing. There should be documentation. Is it quite possible that the Tuies were trying to take advantage of him? Possibly, although I don't know if they could have foreseen all of the wealth to come out of this story. Is it possible that Michael O retires and he knows that they just, you know, that they're worth $100, $200 million, and a few people get in his ear and say, listen, this is what they did to you. So now that could be a possibility, too. So, you know, I hate for it to come down to money, um, but quite often, as we know, that is the root of it. But, I mean, could, you know, at this point, um, you know, you just never know, you know, who, who, 
what the motives are for anybody to get that money. Well, again, if you don't it's, need it's the money, money, and I realize there is greed involved, but for fourteen grand, I can't even imagine that Sean Tui would care uh, for the amount of money he was making. And then, you know, Michael Orr obviously has made a lot of money, but the difference is, and we've heard this conversation before about athletes and owners, Michael Orr is rich. Sean Tui's wealthy. I mean, he's got all the money yeah. that he's ever going to need, and and Michael Orr probably does too. Michael's got a, he's got a contract. He had a contract for twenty million for four years in one of his deals. I think he's I just saw his net worth is sixteen million. How much of that you can believe? I don't know, but he's made plenty of money. Bottom line is, as long as he didn't you know blow it, he's mm-hmm. he's in great shape. They're both in good shape. It it, it just it to me it's. The thing that gets me, Pat, is there's obviously not been much communication or interaction between Orr and the family since then, because otherwise I think all this uh, this miscommunication or misunderstanding would have been cleared up in the past. And then Michael could say, okay, like, if did he not get his fourteen grand? Is that what he's claiming? Like, yeah. I didn't get my right, fourteen right. grand. I, okay, and then if you're Sean too, he didn't go. I'll write you a check for twenty five. Would that make you feel better? Right. I mean, is that what we're doing here? Yeah. Or does he think that he should have a piece of that three hundred million dollar movie that yes. he didn't get? But if they're saying they didn't I, get I anything th- from that other than what the writer gave them. So I, I think Michael Orr, obviously this has been building up. He didn't like how he was portrayed in the movie, which, I, I mean, I honestly, like, that's the reason why I didn't even watch the movie. I know you guys love the movie, and I apologize, but that's the reason why I hesitate to watch movies like this, because it's Hollywooded up. And we all know what Hollywood's going to do. If it ain't, uh, if it ain't, that much of a feel good, it's gonna end up being a tearjerker feel good. So I would be mad too if I was Michael. Like, listen, I was on my way. Yeah, they they gave me a place and and helped me out. Um, but he clearly wasn't, you know, some kid just stumbling around the streets and they just picked him up. Um, <laughs> so you know what I mean? So like, I could see why he's upset about that, and then maybe feel like, well, that's how like they portrayed me. Maybe they're taking advantage of me in other ways that I'm right. not sure of. Okay. And then the conservatorship comes up, and then maybe he starts asking questions. But here's the thing. Just because he is upset about that and has started asking more questions that he sh- and he should ask, that doesn't necessarily mean that the two he stole from him. Can I ask a dumb question followed by potentially an even dumber question? Has well, Mike- only if you're ready for a dumb answer. I expect nothing less <laughs> from this crew. <laughs> Has Michael Orr written a book? Has Michael Orr, in his own words, like, does he have a biography that he has signed off on, or did he have an autobiography that yeah. I missed? I think recently. I think it just came out, right, guys? Like a year or two ago? Like okay. A year ago? Then can't he sell the rights to that and go, my true story? Or what did you call it yesterday, Christian? What's the what's the sequel called? Blindsided. Blindsided, yes. That's that's the story. Uh, I right. want to hear Michael Orr in his own words. I want to know, like, did they take advantage of you? But this Michael Orr has two books. Yeah, This the thing is, the story has been sort of told, and Hollywood probably doesn't want to make it again. Okay. How, uh, why, they're remaking everything. Let's, let's turn Michael Orr <laughs> Does into Does anybody a, want a blindside sequel, though? Yes. Yeah. Except I would like to see the real story. Let's. I would too. I'm with Pat. I want to hear the real thing because Pat will actually watch that one. Or let's say, get a documentary together. There or go, let's let's we'll Hollywood it up in real Hollywood fashion and make Michael or a woman because we like to take an old story <laughs> and then just flip the gender of the subject like they did with Ghostbusters and so many other films and then make it again. I like that. <laughs> I can't wait till Jane Bond comes out. It's going to be great. <laughs> so is is it just at this point? And and this is a. 
I was reading about it, but I guess maybe it just slips my mind. Is he preparing to take them to court for for missed out uh, dollars that they owe? He feels they owe him, or is this just about getting the, getting his side of the story out? Well, part of it is getting the conservatorship off, which apparently has not been rescinded for some reason. Which I don't know how you can go through an entire NFL career as a grown no, man and have a conservatorship this, still in place. I don't understand no, what the boy is. This cannot be the same type of conservatorship as Britney Spears, right? Like, tell me, there's two different kinds. I don't know, Pat. I'm dumb. I need a lawyer. Anybody have an attorney like handy? How, Call 1-800-LAW-FIRM like, and see if they'll answer. It has to be because if, from what I, you know, reading about Brittany, like, she couldn't even, you know, like, order Uber Eats without, like, her father, like, okaying it. Right. Taking the lock off his phone or something like that. Yeah, that's because she was and getting some dope me, brought in with it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Dial 8, Christian. Dial well, 8. 888-888-888. Isn't Chris Turnage a lawyer? Can't we just... Yeah, he's a uh, he's an attorney too. Yeah, it is it is weird though. Grown people don't need conservatorships in many cases. I don't think. Well, Brittany might Brittany actually. Might she, might, she might actually. Well, I think hindsight. <laughs> Sean pretty much explained it. You know the reason behind it. They couldn't adopt him right. because he was old, too old. But then they needed to so that he could go to Ole Miss. They needed a legal uh, connection so he could go to Ole Miss because Sean's a booster. Yes. Right. That makes sense right. to me. Sure. That's, I think, for anybody who's relatively logical and Wes, it does make sense. And then <laughs> it boils down to he says they made millions off the movie. Right. Either they did or didn't. It's a quick. Well, I, uh, then my, I need to see tax returns. My question is, though, like when he has signs an agent and he signs a $20 million deal, mm-hmm. at, at, and, and, you know, he's got to obviously. I mean, I would assume then he gives out his, you know, social security number, all this personal information. Wouldn't one of his financial guys or somebody at some point say, uh, what are you going to conservatorship for? You're a 30-year-old man. Yeah. You think they were just sitting around the locker room one day talking about it and they made Michael feel stupid? (laughs) 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 You can't buy your own groceries. He's Woody Woodpecker him. He's Woody Woodpecker him. That's the... It's yeah, it's such a weird story. It, it is a weird story, and I, it sucks because it used to be a sweet story, and a kind story, a heartwarming story. And now it's a crap story, and it okay. sucks. I found the the allegations in the petition. It says the Tuies received a flat two hundred twenty five thousand dollars fee as part of the deal, and the movie deal two and a half percent, and two and a half percent. The Blind Side reportedly made three hundred nine million from the box office, a twenty nine million dollar budget. That means. Uh, Per Orr's allegations, the Tuies would have made roughly $7 million from box office alone. Okay. Wow. Now, let me ask, let me it, ask you this question. Is that worth ruining the story over? $7 million, really? I mean, split five ways. <laughs> I mean, Sounds like he's bitter. I mean, it's barely over a million Maybe bucks bitter a piece. and broke, and he needs the money. There's no way. I don't believe it. Anyway. So, I'll, like, that could, that could be part of it, but let me ask you this. Could the Tuies be that, I don't know, into themselves or whatever the thing is where they feel like they were the reason they gave him that opportunity that they think they deserve the money from the movie because they sold it. They allowed these producers to come into their life. They said everything up. They did it for him. I yeah. mean, could they think that? They're like, we paid for one year of private school for you. You owe us right, all this right. money. I don't think right. so. Right. All the food you, do you know all the food you ate? Yeah. House? That kind of thing. Like, we, we deserve this. We, I don't know. Maybe they're that you know, into, uh, like, I don't know what terminology that would be, psychology, but. Um, I don't, he didn't like being called Big Mike either, so I don't know. 
They didn't. They, that probably was part <laughs> of it too. Maybe that's what it was. Just trying to get back him for that. Anyway, it's a, it's a crazy story. Uh, Why we didn't say no, but we got certainly get definitely opened up the uh, more up more uh, scenarios. Listen, when you get to the bottom sure. of a pad, I need you get back to us because I, I count on you for these <laughs> kinds of things. Okay? Or made thirty four and a half million dollars in his career. Thirty four and a half million. Yep, and his net worth right now is estimated at sixteen million. Okay, well that's a lot more than mine. So good for him. Right, minus taxes and all that. Right, he's probably not sitting on much. No, I mean that's I think thirty four million, and then you minus sixteen million down to six. He had to have made some money from his connections on the blind side. He's a good story, and I'm his getting, books. Like I said, he's got two books. The books. The, I'm going to go buy his books. You know, I'm going to help out Michael. Or I'm going to kick in for his books. <laughs> I'm not going to read the stupid blind side book. I'm going to read his books. So, by the way, Christian was uh, yesterday years old when he found out that. Hugh Freeze was Michael Orr's high school coach. Wasn't that you? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, how about that? Oh, yeah. Roger yeah. Scott. Oh, Pat, you'll appreciate this little bit of this tidbit of trivia. And by the way, you need to listen to the last hour today because you're going to call me a damn liar when I tell you a story. I already told these guys. <laughs> but Roger Scott told me something today that I did not know. This was a weird combination or a weird sort of uh, tournament. That's hard to believe. I know. I know because I know so many things. But apparently Roger <laughs> knows a lot of stuff, too. I had no idea. You wouldn't know it from listening to that show every morning. But the point is, you know the guy, you saw the movie Green Book, right? Mm-hmm. Vigo Mortensen, the the, the 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 Italian guy that he portrayed, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that guy yeah. was a bouncer, kind of a roughneck, worked for the mob. Turns out, and like a lot of mob guys, became an actual actor, got into the entertainment mm-hmm. industry. He had a brief appearance, according to Roger, in Goodfellas. Really, which I had no idea. <laughs> The man that Vigo Mortensen portrayed had a role in Goodfellas. Do we did we know the character? I think it, so. Roger explained it as you know the scene where he's walking through and he's like, "Oh, this was this was uh, Billy such and such because his such such." And yeah, yeah. He's like, "This is Tommy two times. They called him that because he said everything twice. I'm going to get the papers. The papers. It was in that it's, it's scene, hmm. but I don't know what okay. guy it was. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, cool. We're all over the place here, but that's the deal. His name was Tony Lip. Like Tony Lip. That's right. Yep. Don't give like, me any. Yeah, it looks like he was in The Godfather, Raging Bull, Goodfellas, yeah. Donnie Brasco, Sopranos. Jeez, I feel a typecasting coming on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he in The Irishman? I guess not. No. Rude. How racist. Let the guy let the guy be in a movie without Italians in it, for God's sakes. Give him a break. He's like, I can do so much more. I can do so much more. Anyway. It's a good story. Okay, oh, Pat. Yeah, I remember the God he was in the Sopranos. I don't know if I, I... I'll look him up. I'll see if I can recognize his face. I think he in the Sopranos... Yeah, you, you'd recognize... Well, the thing is, because I'm re-watching the Sopranos now, so he was uh, He's a mob boss from New York City, and he came up and visited Tony recently. Yeah, he was Carmine, Jersey. wasn't he? Yeah, he was from New York. He was from the city. Yeah, Tony I remember Lee. him. What are you guys doing up here in North Jersey? Uh... That I don't remember him in Goodfellas. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I don't know if we can say his name on the air. Why not? There's a, uh Italian slur in it. Oh, please don't then. I find that <laughs> offensive. Watch it. Oh, All right. yeah. PB, we're going to roll. I appreciate you. All right, boys. Love you. Thank you. Right. River City Flooring and Terry Catalane, my man. Um, He came to Boston last week. Did he? Yeah. He had a conference. Did you all get together? Yeah, yeah, I saw him uh, a little bit. Good time. Good. And we get a, we get a reschedule. He wants to reschedule that uh, trip. The golf outing. So, I want to go fishing yeah. again. Wes and I want to go smash some yeah. some trout. 
Eat some trout. Let's do it, mostly, boys. Mostly eat some. Heck, heck with the trout. I just want to eat the fries with the peppers and stuff. It's so good. Anyway. Oh. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right, boys. All right, ciao. ciao. PB, always a pleasure.